You're listening to Soul Work with San, where we journey through the needed conversation so that we can live, lead, and love better in this life. I'm your host, San, and I'm hyped to be with you today. See, this is the part two that I mentioned last week. Now, if you didn't get a chance to check out last week's episode, just go check it out. It is worth your time. I promise you, we painted the picture of how damaging and destructive shame can be. But I wouldn't be your friend if I didn't come with the part two of how to change. And since I am your friend, hey, friend, and this season we're talking about detoxing our souls, we have to finish the conversation and move from shame to transformation. So today we're talking about how to change, like truly change. Ooh, you ready? Let's work. Now, to provide a quick recap, shame is whack, <laughs> but to be more specific, shame attempts to make us feel dirty and small. It jumps to conclusions and it's deceptive. Shame invites us to be completely self-centered and above all, shame's greatest task is to keep us trapped in the dark, blocking us from ever transforming. Think about it. If we hide, we won't heal. And if we don't heal, we'll never grow. Now, we all suffer from shame because we all deal with sin, but this is the beauty of the gospel. It calls us, despite us, to live for him, no matter who we are or what we've done. Now, this is worth saying again and again. I've said it before and I'll say it here. You are not what you've done. Neither are you what happened to you. And when we got this chance last week, we were able to examine Paul's writings in Romans 7 and 8. We got to see just that because here was a man who started off killing Christians and he had a zeal to do it. But then he's converted and he becomes a good Christian, a leading one at that. And yet in Romans 7, he's humble enough to admit that he simply can't seem to get it right. The transparency of Paul is noteworthy because it is the catalyst to his healing. In other words, he first had to acknowledge his actions and then found comfort of the truth. Because again, if we hide, we won't heal. So what is the truth? That it's only Jesus who is the answer for the angst in his soul. And since he is a new creature in him, he no longer has to ever live according to that condemnation or shame-filled sentence again. Now, Romans 8 becomes a moment of triumph all throughout the chapter. It opens with the understanding that shame is no longer his portion, and it closes with the assurance that there is literally nothing, I mean nothing, that can ever separate him from the love of God. Like nothing ever. And that's good news. Fam, this is available for us today too, for real. 
we have the opportunity to no longer be hindered by the shame that has tried to rob us of joy, peace, and healthy relationships. Yo, how many of us out here are having trouble with making friends as adults and sustaining a healthy marriage or relationship or even just smiling in the mirror when we look at ourselves because shame has sought to sink us? How many of us are constantly in self-preservation mode, quick to justify our actions, always having a snarky comeback on the tip of our tongue, lest we feel the hot sting of public embarrassment again? You know the feeling I'm talking about. We make sure that we're armored up just in case somebody's got something to say. And so we live in a posture of posing, showing off how fill in the blank we are, silently begging for the approval of acquaintances and demanding the envy of strangers, hoping to push back the rotten, soul-gnawing emotion that no matter what we win, what deal we close, how much we make, or what we accomplish will never be good enough. Fam, shame sucks. It's time to detox that thing. But is that really a thing? Like, can I get to the point where I'm no longer bound by the haunting thoughts of my actions or my injuries? And if so, is there really a way to do this that's biblical? I'm so glad you asked me, friend. Let's start here. Yes, <laughs> to all of the questions. Now let's dig a little deeper to find out how. Transformation is a divine gift to the believer. It's glorious and mysterious. It is the Holy Spirit's ability to take something that was once aimless, filthy, and condemned and make it resolved, renewed, and redeemed. He does the heavy lifting. We simply show up and yield. It is what Paul talks about when he writes in Romans 12 that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. The word transformed there, metamorphu in the Greek, I believe. I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it, but that's what it is. It means a metamorphosis. That's where we get that word from. It's similar to a caterpillar being transformed into a butterfly. But an even better example is the glorious transfiguration of Jesus in Mark 9. And the word renewing, that word right there, it means renovation. Now, those who know me really well, you know that I love, love, love all things real estate. I think it started with my parents building a house from the ground up when I was a kid. I got to see the blueprints and the drawings and I got to watch the construction up close and it fascinated me. I've been hooked ever since. See, new construction is clearly, obviously, it's starting completely from scratch to build a new edifice. But renovation? Renovation is the act of knocking something down to the studs. Demolishing the parts of a property that no longer serve its purpose or usefulness. And taking new material to it, it creates something typically better than the original design. This is literally the work of the gospel in our lives. Because we're not given a new brain. We're not given a new body to live in when we receive salvation. But even better, we're given a new mind and a new appetite to cultivate a new life. We are repurposed for his purpose. And this is where the change begins. This is why the work of Holy Spirit in our lives is so, so glorious. Now, let's talk about the three biggest contributors to true transformation. Dr. Henry Cloud shares these thoughts in his book, Changes That Heal, and it's worth exploring here. 
You ready for the three? Truth, grace, and time. TGT. Yo, wasn't that an R&B group or am I bugging? Anyway, anyway, I'm focused again. My mind is back. <laughs> Let's talk change. Number one, truth. There's no greater gift that someone can give to another than the truth. However, the way this gift is wrapped matters just as much as what's inside. Meaning this, truth is the serum that we all need. It provides for us the clarity that can save our souls. It alerts us to our present reality and is a most useful tool for guidance and instruction. But if truth isn't wrapped in the presentation of grace, it is the quickest, surest way to end up back on shame street. Truth is most potent and effective when it's wrapped in grace. Number two, grace. Grace is freeing and empowering, yet if it doesn't have the boundaries of truth, grace is suffocating. Here's how. Without truth, grace gives way to false justifications to continue to do the things that keep us bound. So it's a license to drive our souls straight into bondage while seeking someone else to share the blame. Grace by itself is useless rapping without the gift of truth. And lastly, here's probably the trickiest ingredient, and that's time. Specifically, as Dr. Cloud calls it, redemptive time. See, that's the time that God allows for the purpose of redemption. It is during this space that Holy Spirit does the work of fixing whatever is wrong or not like him that's in us. Now, I love that in the Gospels, Jesus uses imagery of plants, trees, and fruit often as a metaphor when he's teaching. These are all things that grow, but also all things that take time. Now, the indicator of growth within the soul, the evidence that Jesus is in the life of the believer, it is found in the fruit that we display. We're going to be known by our fruit. Also, how we love. Now, this, it takes time, man. In the process of life and healing, we'll encounter various seasons. Some seasons will be surviving, just trying to get through or endure a hardship or a hard blow. Other times we'll be recovering, searching for our second wind and strategizing where to go next. Then there will be seasons of thriving where everything's on the up and the winds keep coming. Don't we love this season right here? I know I do. Each season has its ebbs and flows and it doesn't last always. Now we're admonished to make best use of our time because again, it doesn't last forever. So in other words, don't waste your growth. Thus, when truth, which is the pathway to intimacy, is spoken and wrapped in grace, the forgiveness and acceptance of our identity, when those two components are given the gift of redemptive time, transformation and the renovation of the heart will take place. Now, let's be clear. I've got to add this one thing. It's going to hurt. But here's the funny thing about pain. It's necessary. Every single thing that's worth pursuing or having or even overcoming. Think about it. It's going to cost us our comfort. And that's really all pain is, isn't it? It's the absence of comfort. But let me ask you this. 
What has ever grown well from a place of comfort? Short answer, nothing noteworthy, nothing glorious, and nothing like Jesus. See, if it cost Jesus a bloody death so that we could have life, surely our uncomfortable conversations and determined decisions, it's not going to be the feeling of unicorns and rainbows every day. So the real dilemma for every one of us that's detoxing shame and trying to grow now that we have this plan for change, it's this. You can have change or you can have comfort, but you can't have both. Now, when we think of every single person that we've ever looked up to, every mentor, every person that we've seen and and admired, every person that's even made great impact in the world, as in we still speak about them today. One thing you never found around them was an excuse. But what we did find was a decision to fulfill a life mission, a desire to pursue an inescapable passion no matter what the industry was. It took work and that took away their comfort. But what they received in exchange couldn't even be compared to the comfort that they gave up. So it is with the change for our souls, fam. It's going to be awkward and really uncomfortable. There are going to be setbacks and moments of frustrations. This is not like the movies. There's not a montage of 90 seconds of really hard work and then you face the giant, win the boxing match. That's not how life works. We may even find some self-sabotage lurking around. See, shame will try and sneak its way back into our souls, starting up with them lies again. See, I told you, you can't change. You can't do this. You'll never overcome this. It was meant to be yada, yada, yada. Just remember what Paul wrote. There's no shame for you anymore. We're in him. So we stay the course and walk fully in the time we've been given for the work of redemption to be seen in us. We'll receive the gift that is grace and truth and be sure to give it to others in the same way. It won't be uncomfortable forever. Remember, reps and sets, fam. Spend the time in him and embrace the change that he brings. We can do this and he's got us. Here's my question. What's one thing you will no longer be ashamed of. I'd love for you to let me know. Thank you so much for letting me be with you today. Now, if this brought you any value, I'd be honored if you'd subscribe to the show for more soul hitting episodes delivered freely to your device each week. Check out our website, Soul Work with San, for more thoughts. We're on Facebook and IG at Soul Work with San. And now listen, we're winding down with season one. I've got about three episodes left and I'm thinking of doing a bonus Q&R episode. Would that be something y'all are interested in? If so, let me know. Send some questions or thoughts. You can hit me up via DM or email me at hello at soulworkwithsan.com. That's hello at soulworkwithsan.com. Let's change, fam. 
We're in this together. Now remember, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon. Oh, 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 oh